It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome into the Most Watched Show in Junior Hockey. The Dan K. Show has been on the road for what feels like most of the hockey season, but we are closing out 2022 with a huge one here. We, start, we started the weekend at the Florida College Showcase in Estero at Hertz Arena. That was great. That was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The boys went and golfed a little bit. We had ourselves a nice little time. Dan K. had a great round. I had a mediocre round. But that's all in the past. What is present right now are the gentlemen that are sitting around this table ready to talk to you. And they're ready to talk to you after a tough, tough battle against a tough Pro Bowl Predators team. It is the staff of the San Diego Sabres. Let's go around the horn after bringing in the most listened to man in junior hockey. No local celebrity. It's Dan Kay. Dan Kay on the mic. I'm excited to be here. And you know what? It is a tough day. And it tells you a little something about the character of the San Diego Sabres organization, the fact that we're sitting down having this conversation after what's a tough loss. All we want to do in the game of hockey and the sport of hockey, advance guys to the next level and win hockey games. Didn't happen today. Last second opportunity just squeaks on by an incredible goaltending performance. The big story, Blackburn and Net, only the second time in the eight years we've been doing this that a losing netminder wins a star of the game hack because of the performance he put together for the boys today. Not a guy who needs flashy saves. A guy who puts himself in the right position to succeed to get the job done. And here are three guys who put themselves in a position to succeed and get the job done. The San Diego Sabres, an incredible crew. Gentlemen, let's start here with a guy that I know also calls it pork roll. On my left, go ahead and introduce yourself in. Uh, yeah, Dominic DiCicco, the general manager of the San Diego Sabres. Happy to be here, boys. Yeah, I'm uh, Tyler Casillo, head coach of San Diego Sabres. Appreciate you guys having me on. And my name is Austin Allegri. Uh, I'm scorekeeper. DJ, uh, the man of many talents, kind of a guy. Yeah, the man, man of <laughs> the many. Utility infield, right? Yeah. Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army knife. I, I play the field. I like it. We all tried it. You know, we all tried it. But gentlemen, let's bring the mood up here. Let's talk a little bit about the San Diego Sabres organization. First of all, this season, twice you guys have found yourself in the top twenty in the power rankings. This guy continues continues to try to downplay the success of the San Diego Sabres. He's anti-San Diego. Those of you in Southern California, I can travel out with someone else if needed. But let's talk about just where's the success come from this year. First, Coach, let's start with you behind the bench. The watch, incredible. I said on the broadcast today multiple times, you look like the lost member of Boys to Men. I'll wait. take it. <laughs> Take it, look, man. Who are you wearing today? Coach? Who are you wearing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I found this. Well, I call this the Steve Jobs. Yeah, he calls it the Steve it Jobs. Steve, it's it's the Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs turtleneck. I only bust it out for big games. It's <laughs> this year. It's brought me luck. Today it did not. Uh, no, it's been good this year, man. Uh, coming in, we just wanted to really keep building on what Dom did in the previous previous years of of getting better each season, and we came into this season with a real mission to compete for a championship. And I think a lot of teams weren't weren't ready for that. Uh, we had some big series wins uh, this year against Fresno, Vegas, um, you know, and we're finding ourselves in a battle. The Pacific this year, any any of the top four can can come out of it. 
Um, I think we have a great chance. I'll take our I'll take our team any night of the week. I got the best goalie in the league, I think, and he showed it tonight. Um, 50 saves. The kid's unbelievable. Uh, the boys really battled today, and I'm I'm really proud of the way they fought back. Um, going forward, I think, you know, we're we're looking to keep building and moving the right direction, and and be a team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. So. Yeah, you look at this division. I mean, how much do you think day in and day out about every single point with these four teams? How important is home ice advantage going to play off? I mean, it's huge. Uh, all of our games, it's a little bit different than out east where we play three-game sets. Uh, so home ice advantage is huge. Uh, you know, at home this year, I want to say we're 14-2. and two. So at home, we're, we're good. And everyone's good at home. Fresno's good at home. Vegas is good at home. And so is the rain. So whoever gets that home ice advantage is going to have an advantage. Um, and we absolutely want that. Um, we had a tough, tough series against Fresno up in Fresno, and we we got them at our house. Uh, we're looking forward to competing the rest of the way and hopefully getting that one or two seed uh, to have home ice going in, going into playoffs here. Keep playing the way you do, you will. And Dom, we look at you here as you guys build this team, as you put this thing together in the off season, as you you bring to fruition the roster that we see in front of us today. What kind of went into this this build of this squad that's caused so much success on ice? Yeah, so, I mean, first off, it starts with with Tyler here. I mean, you know, we needed a guy that, you know, knows the game well, um, you know, can recruit, um, you know, has has connections at the next level, and, you know, really knows what it takes to win. He came from Buffalo in the uh, GOJHL, and, you know, they were a good team there. And, you know, he, he brought that here, and we work well together, which is, you know, obviously what you want. And, uh, you know, he was out, out recruiting. We were up in Boston over the summer, out at Air Force Academy, you know, everywhere. And just putting the team together was a complete team effort. And, and that's, you know, that's ultimately what we do. I mean, we all, our whole staff works well as a team together. And, uh, you know, we try to impart that on the boys to get them to work hard every day together as well. And I just want to say, yes, we, we're not big Lucas fans. Yeah. After, I mean, after those power rankings, I'll be I, honest. Here's what I'm excited about. You guys might be able to relive something that's happening in history. Before I let Lucas speak, you don't like the door slamming in the background over and over? Is that what I'm guessing? No, working, currently working with Josh Boyd. You didn't realize this, Dan, but we actually left our sponsor banner at the other rink last night. Ooh. So Josh Boyd, the USPHL League office, brought it back with him, currently coordinating to have him come up here. So he may accidentally join the guy. Oh, well, that would be wonderful. There we go. Fantastic. What I do want to talk about is you guys may have a chance, because I could see San Diego, this wagon, making its way to Nationals and raising a cup. There was a year where Lucas did something similar to an organization called the Hampton Roads Whalers, just refused (laughs) to put him at number one. I kept battling for him all year. In the National Championship game, clock ticking down, one minute left, every Hampton Roads supporter at Merrimack College on the big rig turns to the booth and starts going, Lucas, Lucas. That's awesome. That's how I knew I made it, really. (laughs) If you're not ruffling feathers, you're not doing your job. Uh, And I appreciate... Uh, being on the you know the first two power rankings that you guys did, and even though Lucas wasn't uh, the biggest fan, uh, I wanted to win him over today. It was uh, for us we were we were key in this game for a while because mm-hmm. I felt like we are a top twenty. I still think we're a top twenty team at, in the country, even though we lost today. Um, you know the other two games we played very well. You know seven to three and eleven nothing. Um, 
you know, so I want us to get back to that. We've had some tough losses recently, but we've had some big wins as well. Uh, our division's a war. I think the Pacific division is seriously slept on. Um, and we're showing it at the showcase. The Pacific teams are playing really well. And I love this idea. I feel like as we watch this division grow, you're starting to see what happened in the Southeast division years ago, where it was always Hampton Roads and Charlotte kind of but it was mostly Hampton. Then all of a sudden Charlotte figured it out and it was Hampton Roads and Charlotte. And then it was Hampton Roads, Charlotte, and Richmond comes into the party. Then Carolina joins the fray. Then Nashville comes in this year and they're in the playoff race. And you look at this division, there's four teams that you can argue are in the top 10. I told Dom when we rank these teams nationally, what we do is I go through who should be in. That's the first list I make. This past month, there were 35 teams who I thought should be in, right? You start doing math, problem in the Pacific, y'all beat each other, right? And it puts you guys in, in a crazy situation. I mean, Dom, you look at this, you look at this division. You look at these top four teams and beyond that, Bakersfield playing tough. You look at the squads like Long Beach with a guy like Emerson Edom behind the scenes here yep. and the owner, head coach, just a great person, great, great for the game. You look at Lake Tahoe, beautiful facility to play in. How would you describe the Pacific Division from your point of view to somebody maybe on the East Coast who thinks that there's only an Eastern Standard Time? Someone in the Midwest who might think that it's supposed to snow all the time and there's not a warm place like San Diego. How would you describe the Pacific Division? Let's hear it. Well, first off, I'd say keep sleeping on us. Ooh, ooh, you know, we're, we're okay with that, I think. And uh, But, no, I mean, you know, I think the Pacific Division is... Um, you know, it's tough, you know, especially those four teams, you know, the top four. Like you said, Bakersfield's been playing well recently. Tahoe's been battling hard. You know, every team any given night, I think, you know, has a chance to win. And I think that's what, you know, kind of separates our division from some other divisions that does get slept on. And I do think, you know, I think out here in the West, it is a little bit more physical from the East. And I think, you know, going into playing an East, East Coast team, I think you kind of, you know, you can use that to your advantage if, you know, as a West Coast team coming over that's used to playing that style. And now, Coach, when you when you do have to play so many different styles, especially in your own region, but, you know, definitely when you consider the rest of the country, do you do you feel like you have to change anything? Is there any pressure to change anything? Or is there is there kind of a, a confidence in what the guys are doing? So i've gone me and dom have talked about this and gone back and forth and of course uh you know ontario i think is very well known as being a very tough team uh we've had conversations of possibly bringing in guys who are a little bit tougher and i you know then then we kind of catch ourselves and say well if we play our brand of hockey if we play san diego saber hockey for three periods i don't think anyone can beat us and when we do we've shown that we can beat teams uh fresno vegas ontario we've beaten every team in our division um, you know, so for me, I, I keep it the same. Uh, that's what we've done. I don't try to overplay any team in our division. I think we're good enough and we have the guys in the room to get it done. At the end of the day, that battle comes with you and yourself sometimes. And sometimes uh, we're our worst enemy. Like tonight, we, uh, we had a slow start, a uh, good first shift, and then kind of left the foot off the gas there. Um, and then we had to battle our way back. And But guess what? When we started playing, the ice kind of tilted back our way and, and we end up tying the game. 
Um, so I was very proud of the boys and, and uh, the way we play is a clean game. We play the right way. We try not to muck it up too much and, and move guys on, right? Like that, that's why we're here. So we want to move guys to Tier 2, uh, to, to college, and, and that's been our goal since, since uh, you know, I took the job. So. Yep. Austin, i got to ask you about the vibe here. You know, this, this locker room, these players, this organization, obviously as somebody who has his hands in everything, right, in and out of the organization, up and down, if I'm a if I'm a player somewhere in the country who might be thinking about coming to play here, what, what's it like being in San Diego? What's it like in the in the area? You know, like, talk to me. Uh, well, you know, especially in the last three years since joining the USPHL, uh, it's been more I've noticed more of a family than a team. <clears throat> Everyone's just it's been big camaraderie between everybody. Even myself, you know, I, I help oversee the kids at their team house, making sure everything stays in order. You know, if there's a problem, I, they can come to me anytime. And, you know, sometimes I pop into the locker room, like, before or after a game. Even after a loss like today, you know, making sure they're keeping their heads up high and everything. They, these boys have everything to be proud of with, with this showcase and the whole season so far. And so, honestly, the vibe, I'd have to say, is just, you know, good times. Let, let, <laughs> letting the good times roll. Rolling yeah, with like, the punches and, you know, hanging loose. Everybody love everybody. Yelly, just all Flint, Michigan, Mega Bowl. Flint, you stayed it up. You slapped the table. Yeah, I know. That's two. That's $5. That's at least $5. Now we know why I don't like San Diego. Sorry, Well, you know what? I did that because you did Lucas is going to pass out over here. But... But, you know, I will also bring up another thing I said in the broadcast because I don't like when coaches find out the things I say on the broadcast after the fact. So, Coach, I also may have said that it looked today like you had many leather-bound books. Like you, your, apart- like just... your apartment reeks of rich mahogany. <laughs> I wish it did. I said, it was Coach's pregame speech. Look, gentlemen. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> People uh, no, I'm a big guy. On, uh, look, I like to consider myself the best-dressed guy here, and uh, I told Dom that. Like, We like to look good, and I want to make sure the boys all wear suits. Uh, it's important. We're trying to promote guys and be professional, and you know, I'm not a big tie guy, so I'll pull, I'll guy. pull the turtleneck out. I'll pull the, you know, the button up with the pop, you know, the top open, and uh, you know, I got a lot of suit coats, so I like wearing them. I'm a young guy, so. Hold on. So we lost our fashion correspondent this past year, Jason Kurtz, with right. the Rockets Hockey Club. Yep. He moved on to the USHL. Congratulations to him, congratulations. but not congratulations to us. Okay, well, he well. moves to Sioux City, and we are left what? Just waiting here, trying to figure out what's the next seasonal fashion. We need a new one. Right now, Emerson Edom is in the running. I'm not going to say he requested and said, please, guys, please let me tell you about my show style. (laughs) Do you think you should be our fashion correspondent over Emerson Edom? Do you think you dress better than Emerson Edom? I think me and Edom have some good style. Uh, Both of us were, you know, we're similar age and he's got some good style himself. I'd say my... My uh, suit jackets, I got a lot of them, so I think it puts me over a little What's bit. It? I don't know too many coaches who will wear the Steve Jobs turtleneck. I li- no, it's a no. good look. As someone who also doesn't like ties, I, I said on the broadcast, I'm gonna, I might steal that look. He's going to wear it, and we're going <laughs> to send like you that. a picture of I him. I like that. <laughs> Maybe we can get him in a San Diego blazer somehow. Oh. And, uh, Get something done to make maybe him a, make him a Sabres fan. Well, yeah, some some more wins would be nice. Um, <laughs> always good. Yeah, no, I I definitely you know I dress to you know coach coach Rocky <laughs> and impress. Yeah. Dress to impress, <laughs> baby. That's all it is. So that looks, so. That's it. Now, Austin, I feel like every every team needs needs a guy. 
right? <laughs> you describe yourself as I'm, I'm just the guy for this team. I, I kind of get everything done. And, you know, Dan and I work, obviously our work is a lot of it's in the public eye, but there is even more, as I'm sure all you guys know, that goes on behind the scenes that nobody ever sees. What is some of the work that, that a person like yourself does to help an organization that, that some people might not realize? I, I, I guess, why are, why are you really the backbone of this organization? That's the question I'm asking. In a way, unofficially, <laughs> sure. And, and Austin was with the program before the USPHL, he's been—he's the longest tenured employee, I think, outside of our owner. So, really? yeah, so. He, he's been with them through the good times, the bad times, the transition from the Dub S to, to the USP. So he's seen it all. My, my, my story with the Sabres is uh, it I like to think it's not very eventful, but when I reflect back on it, I like uh, a lot of the things that I've had in life, I owe to this organization. Like a uh, shout out to our owner, Tomas Capusta. Like it, he took a chance on me when I was 17 years old. You know, I was just some high school senior coming to hockey games every weekend with my friends because we wanted something to do. Yeah. You know, and uh, since then, I've yeah, I went on my first ever flight. Went to Seattle two times with the team back back in those days. Uh, Dom came in, and you know, he really embraced me as part of the team. Because yeah. a lot of the other coaches back then, we had a lot of foreign coaches. You know, there was a disconnect there. Yeah. I couldn't really talk to them as much. Then we bring in, we bring in Dom. I'm being told we have an American guy coming in. Here comes this guy from New Jersey pulling hey. up in a Cadillac to my, to my old <laughs> coat. Really? Yeah, Cadillac. Who my caddy? I will say the caddy was fully packed to the brim with him, our then assistant coach, and his dog stuff. Oh, okay. Listen, my dog had to get make the trip, okay? <laughs> He's coming out. He He's had to come out. Bring yeah. the dog. I was bringing happens. the dog. Now talk to me. I, I hear we'll steer it a little bit away from hockey for a second. You're not sold on Cali pizza. Okay. I mean, being where I'm from, this is oh, Cali pizza is tough. It's tough. When you're when you're used to New York style pizza, New Haven, I know Dan, New Dan and Lucas, we were talking about that. You have in Connecticut, New Jersey. Yeah. You know, you go East Coast guys. You you go, I mean, Austin, he, he, you know, he was, when I first moved out, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to try this pizza place and this pizza place. And we've gone and everyone has been trash. Um, So, I mean, compared. Trash. (laughs) Dom holding nothing back. Who'd you like to list the businesses now and ruin a bunch of No, 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 not doing that. Not trash. Just, you know, not my cup of tea. Let me rephrase. It's so good. Not my cup of tea. It's so good. It's not good. It's so good. Coach, you're from New York? Is that where you're uh, Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo, okay. So, oh, not in Rochester where they have, what is it, the garbage can? In garbage, garbage plate. Both garbage plate. Garbage plate, yeah, garbage about plate. 45 minutes from it's Rochester. It's not garbage plate territory, but if you did go to the Nationals, you'd be pretty close to home heading back to Utica there. I got to imagine that's crossed your mind when you saw the announcement. Yeah, it has, and, and actually my old assistant is the head coach of Utica now, and, and we've talked about it, and, and the family's talked about it, so if, if we do get get our ticket punch to go there there will be a san diego saber wagon coming from buffalo up to utica i'll so, fly out of come with and you quebec. guys yeah. i'll be on the and wagon quebec. and quebec <laughs> and quebec yeah. and go. quebec yeah. they'll be both so, uh, lucas, we're excited lucas what, what do you got to say here what do you, what do you got i i think the one thing is is that we had you, you mentioned earlier that you guys had kind of keyed up this game right and, and so obviously you put a lot of pressure on something like this you score early team goes down what role do, do you have as a coach or do you feel your role is in resetting the mentals? I feel like every coach has a different 
well, we, we let the guys do it, right? We have coaches like, like Toby Harris with the Jersey Hitmen who, when he wants to get a message across, he's out there watching the Zam and he's letting the guys rally themselves up. Then you see other coaches who get in there and they get the boys fired up themselves. Where do you fall on that spectrum? Yeah, I would definitely say I'm a guy who's going right in the locker room, uh, especially down 3-1. I thought, you know, we're much better than the way we were playing today. Even uh, Monday, going back to Monday's game against Seattle, we were winning, but I thought we weren't playing to our full ability. Um, so I will go in the locker room and get the boys going, you know, whether it's yelling or, or picking their spirits up a little bit, um, you know, letting them know, hey, we're better than this. Here's what we need to do to, to get back on track. Let's not panic. We have a lot of hockey left. Like the mess, I'll tell you the message today was don't panic. There's a lot of hockey left. We're going to get our chances and we're going to find them. You know, and even when we were down 3 2, we get a power play. I call a timeout. I didn't even draw a play up. My message was just, we're going to score. I'm telling you right now, the puck's going in the net and you're going to be the guy to do it. Either you or you. And I was pointing at Nevio, who ended up putting that one in or Michael Novak, who scored the one before. Um, you know, he's, he's a really good player. Both kids are really good players. And, and you know what? The vibe was really good. They said, you're right, coach, we are going to score. They went out there and they got it done. And sometimes just having your guys back, being a former player is, is just as important as yelling at them, you know? I'm more of a guy where I don't like to yell. I like to treat them as, uh, as my equal rather than um, their superior. Um, and that's where you see the real family-like environment with our mm -hmm. team. And I, I think you guys seen a little bit today. Guys really cheering for each other when we score. Every save Ethan made, they're banging on the boards. Um, so I love that. I want to build a family. We start every day of practice, or we end every day with practice with one, two, three, uh, family, four, five, six, Sabres. Uh, so family always comes before Sabres because first and foremost, we're a family. You know what family stands for? Forget about me, I love you. There you that's go. It's all about. Wow. Dan song. K with the wisdom all the time. Dan always has The only reason that we do so much traveling is because Dan only has three canned phrases oh, that are wise. And so we have to constantly go <laughs> Tra like a traveling salesman. I have sage wisdom. I am like an old man on a rocking chair. That is what I am like when we talk about sage wisdom. Dom, let's get some of your sage wisdom here. I'm a player right now. Give me that sales pitch. Like, why am I choosing the San Diego Sabres? Other than the fact that I know it's Southern California. It's beautiful weather all the time. It's an incredible place to play. I know there's a great developmental system in place, and the coach is working his butt off, and he understands the players and treats them with respect. I know you guys are winning games. I know that the wagon's going to be rolling out the Utica. I get all these things. What's the pitch? I mean, you, you basically <laughs> just gave it there, Dave. Eh? I mean, the only thing I'd say, I mean, the rest of our staff, you know, I mean, we have, you know, our strength and uh, condition coach, Scott Hansen at Resilient, best in the business, in my opinion. You know, he's an East Coast guy, actually, himself from Massachusetts. Um, our equipment manager, Smitty, as we call him, can't be touched. Nobody's as good as Smitty. Uh, he's unfortunately he couldn't be here with us this weekend, but well, uh, he's he's always there for the boys, guys like Austin, you know, um, you know, and then obviously just our owner. I mean, I can say that, you know, Tomas, he truly does care about the team and the players and wants the best for them. And you know, that's I mean, I think we talk probably three, four times a day. <laughs> like, you know, just it, it's just things like that. You know, I mean, yep. to Tyler's point, we're building a family and. And that's, you know, that's that's what we have. So if you're if you're a player looking for a family that's going to develop you and, and, you know, have all these boxes checked, then, you know, I think we're the place for you. 
And not to, I'll, I'll just interject here. Not too many owners played or were drafted in the NHL, right? Yeah. Uh, Tomas played in the Olympics. He played in the NHL, and he gets it. He gets the player's point of view. Um, and and you know, coming from a different league, I can tell you that that's not normal. There's not too many owners who played at a very high level. Yeah. He played 20 years of pro hockey, um, so he's he's strict with me a little bit. Wants to know exactly what we're doing in terms of my systems, this and that, which is fine. Um, but he also lets me coach and run the team how yeah. I how I want. Um, and he gives the boys whatever they want or need. Uh, I can tell you, as soon as we get done with this, we're probably going to head up to Top Golf and, and kind of hit some golf balls with the boys there. And, and that was all Tomas. We called yeah. him last night and said the boys have played well and we'd really like to do something for him. And, and you know, he approved it. And, and, you know, it's just little things like that that really go a long way with the kids and, and I, you know, showing them that, that he cares. So, um, yeah, I would say if, if you're looking to play somewhere and you want to move on and, and get promoted the right way, I would say San Diego is a very good destination for you. I'm a college scout listening in right now, right? Who, yep. am, who am I looking at in this roster? Who might be some of those, those highlighter guys, we call them, at the top of things that you can be calling up right now? I know we, we want to move everybody on, but, right, like, are there some guys right now, maybe age-outs, maybe guys in a good place that can really make it make a difference for a squad at the next level? To colleges? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or to colleges, yeah. anything. Um, I mean, or or NCDC. I, I, I could say, um, you know, if you're if you're a you know a college coach right now, I think Lucas Lundy's obviously on your radar, yeah. uh, our yeah. captain. Uh, he's got a lot of points this year. <clears throat> Coming from the BCHL, he's a good player. And obviously our goalie, Ethan Blackburn. Um, you know, we've talked about him a lot here today in the podcast, and to me, I'll ride with Ethan over any anybody. I mean, there's a lot of good goalies in the league, and I'm not trying to put anyone down, but he's my guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we got some young guys who are really who are really buzzing right now. You know, Michael Novak, Mario Paganini, Ulrich Martel, Ulrich Martel, Nevio, Alessandro, uh, Jacob Scolio. Uh, can't even say it. We just Scott, call him Scotch. Scotch Zillis. Yeah, we just call him Scotch. Just, you know, they're young guys. Scott they're O 03s that you know they are getting tier two guys banging on the door yeah. for them. And yeah. and any tier two team who's listening, you know, you'd be more than happy to take any of those guys next year. Um, you know, so I'm really glad with the way they've developed so far this year, and there's room and more to go. But I'm excited to see where this team goes in another two, three months. And I always want to call these moments out when we talk to somebody, right? I always say to parents, to players who ask, like, there's always so much panic in junior hockey nowadays, right? We're always worried about what level am I playing at? What team am I playing for? Does the world of hockey think that this is a good situation I'm in? And I always try to explain to everyone that everyone has to be in the right situation for them, right? But you look, you got to listen to how a coach talks, to how a GM talks, to how an owner talks. And when you hear this conversation of, you know, wherever we got to get him to, if it's tier two, right, if a tier two coach is listening, let's move him on to the next level. If, if a college coach is listening and that's the next step for this player, let's get him on to the next level. There is so much, there's so many times where folks try to keep the leash, right? And they try to keep and hold on to those players. And it doesn't always help the player to do that. There are times where a player needs to be helped, right? Where maybe they're, they're moving to another system that isn't good for them. But in so many cases, we want to be able to cultivate development, to cultivate growth and cultivate that movement through that ladder of development for every player. Thousand percent. Listen to the things people talk to. I always say, I don't know much about cars, but I know when I'm talking to a car salesman. Right? That's that's a pr- word of wisdom. That's another. That's a, Come on. Just Dan <laughs> said. That's, that's the second one. one. <laughs> I, got one. I got one more left. I can't wait for number three. <laughs> but no, it, it's the case. So 
you know, right? We know when we feel like someone's being honest with us. And there's an honesty in what you guys do. There's an honesty. After a tough loss like that, we want to give a hat to a player on your team and do a quick interview. My thought is let's take the kid. Let's go hide him in the corner and talk to him so it's away from the players. Like he can have his moment. We don't bother guys after a tough loss. What are you doing? You invite us into the locker room after the game. Like there is, there are not many places in the world where you're going to get there. There's not many places where the doors are going to open up after a loss, right? And to see that from you guys, for the folks at home listening, there is there is just a presence to that that you feel. And I feel what you guys are trying to build in San Diego. I feel what you guys are looking for and building towards. That's why we're sitting here today. Lucas, I've had enough of my wonderful company. What do you got? What do you got, Lucas? Give me something better than what I've given these guys. <laughs> I mean, I just want to just thank you guys for, for coming up here and talking to us, especially after a tough weekend. I think the biggest thing for me is... The boys have certainly deserved a little top golf to get a little, whether it's frustration or to have a little fun. And I think you all have deserved it too. I think you're just about as ready to go hit some golf balls and, and uh, eat some chicken wings as, yeah. the, as the rest of us. So thank you again for the time and, and opening up the bench to us as well. Two game broadcasts, you know, it's not always that we get the, get the openness on the bench. So thank you for that. Gentlemen, we do something here at the end of every episode. It is parting words. Okay, you have to give your parting words to the folks home. It can be anything you want. You sell the organization. You can tell people why they shouldn't listen to us or just Lucas and just find a way to listen to just half of the podcast. You guys can talk about anything you want. Parting words. Well, I mean, I think we should talk a little bit about the Cali Cup, no? Let's talk about the Cali Cup. You know what? Move back parting words real quick. <laughs> Cali Cup, February 26th. Emerson Needham and the Long Beach Shredders take on the San Diego Sabres, and I think the winner is our fashion correspondent. Oh. I think we're playing for a cup, and we're playing for a role with the organization. Surfboard. And we're also playing <laughs> for a surfboard. I better see someone surfing on that thing after you win it. I can't win. surf, so that won't be Well, me. you don't. We'll, we'll get Lundy on, on the board. We'll, we'll get Lundy on the board. Just paddle out there. Yeah. Just hang yeah. on. Yeah, that's fair. We got a couple surfers. I, I went out some surfers. We got a couple surfers. I went out and sat on I mean, I hope so. Just don't die. That's it. The Cali Cup folks, Long Beach Shredders versus the San Diego Sabres team. It's February 26th. If you're in the San Diego area, you better get there. Let's go. Get your ticket. Get out to the rink. We're going to have a college game day set up going before the game. We're going to have speakers in the crowd. We're going to have everything. We're going to bring that experience to the next level. We're going to be enjoying California. I just might go Frosted Tips, Guy Fieri style for this one. Diners, drive-ins, and hockey rinks. Well, so I think you should dye your hair full blonde like I, I did last the problem year. problem is Nationals is right after. Yeah. Then I gotta That's even better. Fine hair, and even the smallest amount of bleach may just, <laughs> may just cripple the whole. Thing. You can't, you can't mess with the dew. I don't know if you yeah, ever watched the dew. Is that's phenomenal. It is nice. It's perfect. I gotta give it to you, man. I gotta give it to you. There's a lot of hair there. And yeah. You know what? There was, there was, a, you know, when you grow up, there's always like one side of the family was bald. Yeah. Other side of the family like the best hair of all time so i was living through a coin flip for like the first 25 years thinking like it's about i think you happen. landed on the right side though. I yeah did. yeah I think that's you're the good. positive thing i got excited when i found out because yeah. you were sitting i my one cousin 17 boom that's a tough that's age. a tough age to like yeah. michael jordan at 17 without the donkey, without the donkey. that's tough yeah, that's, that's, that's tough <laughs> but no so 
Cali Cup, again, you can watch on Hockey TV if you're around USPHL Nation. Check out some of the silk, silky, silky threads of the Long Beach Shredders taking on the rebrand of San Diego. Come on, boys. It's absolutely fire. That Cali Cup is going to be a special one. Now that we've talked about the Cali Cup, let's try partying. Yeah, yeah uh, I guess I can go here. Uh, I just want to say thanks for having us on. I really appreciate it. Uh, my first year, first time meeting you guys. Uh, it's been great. Uh, I really appreciate having us on the power rankings the first two months. I know the boys really appreciated it. We're going to work hard to get back there. Um, you know, I hope you guys, uh, you know, don't forget about us here in the last couple months. We're excited to bring you guys out to Cali and show you, show you our, our side of town. And uh, yeah. for the folks back home, appreciate you guys listening. And we're just going to look to keep competing the rest of the season, bring home a championship. Like yeah, I mean, I think uh, Tyler hit it on the head. You know, obviously, Dan, Lucas, thanks for having us on, guys. It's always a good time with you guys. Uh, not in the middle of, what was that, New England Sports Complex last year? <laughs> it was in the middle of a crowded <laughs> in the middle, middle of it. Um, so a little bit little bit more quieter around us here this year. But, uh, you know, yeah, no, appreciate it on. I think, you know, any prospects, you know, that's looking to get into junior hockey, you know, might want to check us out. I think it's, you know, I think I believe in what we're building here. And I know Tyler does and Austin and our owner, our whole staff does. And I think that's important is when you have a staff believing in what you're doing, that's ultimately going to be help you get to where you want to be. Austin, you've been with the organization the longest. Let's hear your parting words. Well, I just want to say uh, once again, thank you for the opportunity right here. I look forward to working with you guys in the future here. Um, I've really enjoyed our time here at the showcase uh going back to the behind the curtain stuff i want to thank back home our staff members uh alex and fern you know they're there every game day yep. they this year just recently started being able to be on payroll for everything so they before they were doing that out of the out of just kindness of their hearts and you know they're just they they're just as dedicated to this team as everyone else and same thing goes to our rink manager mikey mcknight everyone's there supporting this team we have a good foundation for this team and i'm looking to go forward hoping everything is going to go our way and uh guess uh any players or anything out there you know bad things come at you sometimes keep your head up high shake off any of the bad stuff and you know just enjoy life comes at you typical typical salad is just beautiful and beautiful lucas and then watch this lucas what are your parting words he doesn't do them he doesn't do parting words. Refuses. I remember that. <laughs> Just refuses. I, yeah. Won't do never. I caught know. that from your your uh, Starbucks. Uh, I, I was watching that episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, oh, our Starbucks with, with RC. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the yeah. fraps? What's, What's the, the fraps? What's the fraps? There, it's a hit. Yeah. <laughs> What's it's the fraps? I thought we were doing one. I thought we were doing one. I thought we were coming up you, here for one. Yeah, damn, damn we talked about it. I want you to understand. This man is going to quit the show. He's like, I told him what we were doing. He goes, Are you kidding me? I'm like, We're buying. Four frappuccinos, yeah. and we're having RC like because he ordered a frapp- he ordered a caramel rub- ribbon crunch frappuccino every he, day. He, like, he, I was like, how? I was like, it how? keeps the guy going. Yeah. Like, you look at the tough guys like that. Those like Christoph Oliwa ordered a, a coffee from us to go. He was helping us out with like double caramel. White, one sweet. He's like, he's like, did I have French vanilla and uh, four sugar? And I go, that's a lot of sweetness. And he goes, I don't have to be tough anymore. good for you but no my parting words always go with our guests on this show and i said it during the broadcast today real recognize real i think that's a fun one today because when you look 
at what San Diego is doing from top to bottom, from ownership all the way down to the coaching staff, to the crew working with the team, to the general managing, to just building this roster, building this brand. There is such a care. There is such a, a striving for victory, not just on the ice, but off. And there is a reality that is behind it all. And the reality is the people that bring this organization together. Walking in that locker room, seeing these guys, a group of guys that congratulate Lucas on a good interview on the bench when he walks by. A group of guys that politely say, hello, Dan, hello, Lucas, every time they walk by us at a hotel 15 times in the same week. You can tell they're being treated right. You can tell that it's just an organization that gets it, folks. And we are always here. We call ourselves the Mr. Rogers of Hockey, right? Our goal is not to sit here and write fake articles or scream from mountaintops about things that are our opinions. Our goal here is to help each and every player get a spotlight put on their game so that they can get to the next level. Not to take a dime from them, not to take a dime from a family member, but to help teams that do it right be seen in this game of hockey. San Diego's doing it right. The Sabres are cutting through all of everything. Watch out for the San Diego wagon coming to a rink near you. Let's talk sponsors. We start with Remastered Sleep. Did you get a banner from your sponsor and leave it at another rink in Las Vegas and cause Josh Boyd to drive 45 minutes in his rental car to come drop it off to you right before you go to the airport? Remastered Sleep. You can go to remasteredsleep.com today day for 10% off your order Dan Casio at checkout if you know someone who snores this is the water bottle of your dreams it strengthens the muscles that cause you to snore these are medical innovators and it stops snoring with just a sip Lucas was a trial member on the original testing and it worked for him I no longer hear snoring in the hotel room it's incredible it sounds like Dom is getting a Christmas present this year from Remastered Sleep I didn't think I snored that much but apparently <laughs> RemasteredSleep.com today Dom's buying one gonna have tonight. to check him out 10% off Dan K show at checkout yeah, uh, I want I I want like a my own biz twenty code. You want your All own right, code? Down, down. We'll put you in touch with Remaster. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Remaster, we're looking for a sponsor for the same. <laughs> we'll call them up. Next up, we got Selly Salt, two hockey moms that can bring your dinner table to a new flavor town. Sprinkle it on your next meal. SellySalt.com today. Body Trick. That's Body-Trick.com. This is the all-natural hat trick. They do hair care. They do smelling. They can get rid of the smell. The hot day to day smell stuff. Don't look at me, Lucas. You've got me nervous. They, they get rid of the smell. They have a penalty kill spray. You take the spray bottle, you spray it in your locker room, you spray it on your gear, you can bring your hockey gear inside again. Your locker room doesn't smell like a zoo anymore. Penalty kill spray from Body Trick. Go to body-trick.com today and they'll take you to the next level. They also have all natural muscle cream. It's like an icy hot, but with all natural ingredients in it. It smells delish. I put it on. It's Gino Binda approved. He approved it. He used it on his back at National. He said yes. Next up, GMU Sport Protein Powders, pre-workout, creatine, anything you need to get your game to the next level. Go to gmusport.com today. 22% off at checkout with USPHL 22 starting tomorrow. And that's right now for you listening at home. 50% off for a month. I'm getting you 50% off. USPHL 050 at checkout. 50% off. Everything there, smack the table, knock Lucas out of here. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's, That's all we got. Happy That's holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, the Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. 
For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.